And we are back for another episode of Actual Cupcake Unedited up there in one of the corners of the screen. What's going on, everybody? Uh, it is a beautiful day here in California. We've had a couple of nice uh, weather days. So been uh, able to get outside, get a little physical activity. My spirits are a little bit higher for this episode than they might have been for some of the last ones. Hopefully that reflects forward. Okay. Um, couple things. First off, the Black Dahlia Murder put out a new record. Listen to that shit. It is incredible. Incredible. Awesome. Tight. Sick. My headset's on. You know what that means. Uh, I got yesterday. So, this guest is a great friend of mine. He's also going to be my guinea pig because um, I borrowed my girlfriend's makeup ring light, which is why my skin looks so luscious. Um, I got a new webcam. Because I'm going to be attempting to do the whole streaming thing on my Xbox uh, on Mixer, which you can follow me, mixer.com backslash Joel Cupcake. You know the deal. You know the, you know what it is. Um, anyways, my guest today, one of my best friends from the music industry. We've gotten really close over the last couple of years. Um, I love him. I love his wife. Uh, he has two corgis. And as you know, I am obsessed with those creatures. So, um, yeah, uh, he's a booking agent. He's a graphic designer. He is a wrestling nerd. He is a metalcore nerd and a bunch of other great shit. So, ladies and gentlemen, and those of you that actually watch this, who I super fucking appreciate, here is one of my best friends, Sean Mott. Hello, sir. What's up, man? How, How you doing? doing, brother? Doing good. It's uh, I was jealous when you said nice weather because it's snowing here in May. I know. So. I, know. I saw that video <laughs> walking the pups in the snow. But at the same time, like, if I was gonna be stuck in winter, I'd rather be stuck in that. And out here, it's just like, oh, here's a bunch of here's a, here's a bunch of fog. You look like you're in a Stephen King movie, and uh, it's like extra hard rain. And then, yeah, you know, I live where there's a bunch of trees, so the power always goes out. I'm in like a shitty old apartment, and that fries everything. So it's whatever, though. Um, yeah, it's been great. Uh, Sean Mott, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, oh, everybody, thank you for having me. Sean Mott does all the cute little. Niche graphics you see um, on the screen yes. and all my little like check me out now that you see on my Instagram and all this stuff. Sean does all that. So Sean, thank you. Uh, everybody no watching, we just hit 115 subscribers, like literally as I click record with Sean. So thank you for everybody that's done that. If you haven't subscribed and you're watching, just do your boy a favor and hit the fucking yeah. button. Just hit the button. Just subscribe. Just do it. See even Sean wants you to do it. You know, yeah, you know he's straight edge, he's more handsome. And he's more intelligent than me, and he's telling you to subscribe. So that means you can't be wrong. So just listen to what he's got to say. Uh, all right, Shalmat, um, you are a booking agent at Continental, Tori. Mm -hmm. You are a graphic designer, as I just mentioned. Don't know why I'm repeating that. Um, you also play bass in a band that was my last guest. Or, oh, uh, no, my next guest. No, 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 it was my last guest. <laughs> Time is irrelevant, man. Quarantine, baby. Um, my last guest, Frank, you know, sings for that band, The World We Knew. And uh, yes. Sean plays bass in that band, or did for those couple reunion shows the band just did. Um, yeah, well, we were s supposed to play a show this month, but obviously that's not happening. Yeah, ain't nobody doing nothing for a while. 
Um, oh, I can hear it. Fuji's pissed. I can hear it in the background. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for my dogs barking in the background. Uh, no, it's okay. <laughs> Hopefully one pops in and makes a cameo because they are adorable, so it's fine. Um, yeah, so anyways, everybody, Sean and I have been friends for a while. I'm not going to go into detail on like how we met and how we got to know each other and why we started working together because, you know, people that I'm bringing on are all doing something different during the quarantine, and I'm, I want people to get to know them. Right, Sean? Yes. So, Sean hosts the Metal Core Nerds podcast. I have mentioned it too many times on my other episodes. Um, I, was I appreciate on, it. <laughs> I was on one of the episodes with Sean, and uh, we discuss all things Star Wars, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but uh, one of the things we bring up is how we met and like our history and stuff on that episode. So, yeah. if you want to know how me and this beautiful man became friends, you have to go listen to his podcast. You ain't getting no free here. <laughs> no. All right. Now, anyways, Sean, before you did all of that, the graphic design, all that stuff, you played in a band, right? Like, what's, what's, yeah. let me, let me hear it. I want to go, like, I mean, you don't have to start, like, baby Sean, but, like, <laughs> like, let's go, like, you know, teenage Sean. Like, hit me with it. Okay. So, I guess I first started, I started going to shows when I was 16. I think I went to my first local show on my 16th birthday. I was kind of always into music. Um, yeah. But I guess I just wasn't aware that shows were a thing that were possible. I, it just didn't make any sense to me because yeah. I grew up in a small town. It's like pretty much Canada <laughs> and there's just not a lot there. There's more there now because it's located next to an army base, but there's really not a lot there. And just one of the people I got, you know, became close with, they're like, oh yeah, there's shows at this place, downtown Watertown. And I say downtown, it's not really a downtown. It's insanely small, but there was like a a fun center that had shows at a venue in the basement. And that was before I think there was a venue because they had upstairs because they had like a, a, just a side room. They, they'd have it for like hosting parties and stuff, but it was just a bunch of local metal bands. And I went and saw that and uh, I kind of just fell in love with it. I was, like I said, I was already super into music um like from everything from newfound glory to take back sunday brand new and then i started getting into like silverstein as his fail and like kill switch and 18 visions and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah and but like i said i didn't know anything about live music but then i saw that and then as i witnessed there was a local scene i st- bigger bands started coming to watertown um, i started venturing out to closer cities with friends that could drive because uh, I didn't get my license until I was like 17 or something, maybe 18. I don't remember. Uh, I like I learned how to drive through driver's eds. Yeah, well, no, no, I just, my parents didn't teach me how to drive, so I learned through driver's ed. So uh, I didn't drive because I didn't have a license. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, so I started following all the shows, and then I just got friends with the people putting on the shows, and... I was like, hey, what can I do to help? So I would help flyer stuff. I would help work the door. And then eventually I started booking shows myself. Pretty small stuff. Um, and then I joined, I, I was in some bands throughout high school that were just kind of, I mean, they were like, okay. Yeah. It kind of sucked, but, you know, I was young, whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> um, and then I went it to college. Matters, Sean, don't say that. It, don't say that. It matters, okay. Yeah, and, and then I, I went to college, but before I got to college, I would some of the people at the venue would be like, hey, uh, can you try and make a flyer? And I would make like dumbass fucking flyers on 
paint or whatever the fuck I had on my hey, computer. Every promoter has been there. Yeah. But don't, yeah. don't say they're dumb. Like, I have some classic flyers that were like, here, the chicken check dinosaur I grew on my fucking first computer. I drew, yeah. not grew. I don't know why I said that. And yeah, it's just, it's hilarious. You know, it just looks like fucking shit. I love it, dude. I love it. Oh yeah, yeah. Like just compared now, it's just funny looking oh, or like true, thinking back thinking back at it. And I was like, Hey, I want to go to school for design. A bunch of the people I was friends with who went to different schools in the area went to the same college. So I went to college for design. And then after college, when I uh, got my associates, I moved back home and got a job at a sign shop doing design for them and production and stuff. Cool. And oh, then so I, I Yeah, I mean I worked in the sign industry for almost ten years pretty much. Well, I had different jobs doing design and stuff, but yeah, yeah, I did yeah. professionally for for a really long time. Oh, well, and see, look at that! I learned something today. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so as I was moving to college, a bunch of the kids I was friends with who were younger, and actually another kid who I was in one of the bands that I said was shitty in high school or whatever. It wasn't shitty. It was just whatever. We were young and yeah, didn't yeah, know how yeah. to play music. No, I understand. We started a hardcore band called Atlas. Well, hardcore is loose. We were like a we we were a weird heavy band. Whatever. So you were and so you were the other Atlas. That's funny. There was the other Atlas is uh, there's a lot of Atlases. So fair, fair. <laughs> we what could about, be the other Atlas, time, but we also could not be. Though? Like what time frame was that? Two thousand ten is when we formed. Okay, so that sounds about right. Cause I so like my parents live in New Mexico. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I have some close friends out there. Um, shout out to uh Jail and Corey. Um, and like I'm, I have a huge extended family in the Albuquerque scene now yeah. because of them. And there was a band out there that was like some great dudes, and they were called Atlas. And it was like sick, like it was like aggressive post hardcore, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah. And I remember them always saying like, "Oh yeah, there's an East Coast Atlas." So maybe they were talking about you guys. I don't know. That would have been fucking. There hilarious. was a, there was a Massachusetts one too. I think. I mean, it's a very <laughs> common name. No, no, no. I know. <laughs> I'm not. But yeah, that's funny. No, I kind of hope it was. We were the one. Well, right. we were maybe because we were on Irish Voodoo Records, which is based out of California. So yeah. maybe. So so the name was you guys' name was out there a little bit. So maybe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we sold a lot of the seven inches for some reason. We were never a big band at all, but I mean, we sold I think we sold out of seven inches, which is pretty cool. It is what it is. Yeah, so well, I was an Atlas and then uh we started playing shows with ghost ship and they were mostly just a, they were like quote unquote, like a super group, I guess, or not really a super group. But it was, I guess like a Syracuse super group, but it was all people from different bands and yeah. we started playing with them and their original guitar player actually is a drummer. He drummed for another breath and then he joined off of their heads, the punk oh, band. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and then ghost ship put out cold truth which kind of like blew up on the internet, like the Cold Truth music video, like blew up on the internet. Yeah, no, I remember and, that. Yeah, dude, Cold Water Army. Yeah, that, dude. like, yeah. I mean, that's my thing. No, Cold I know. Truth I mean, is I different. Yeah. I know. No, I know. Um, I think I wore your shirt uh, in one of my other episodes. Hell yeah! I think so. Good. Yeah. Um, it's funny because you actually can see me moshing in the Cold Truth video because I wasn't in the band. Oh, that's good. That's good. Is that um, back when you had like your long, luscious, flowing hair? Oh yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, I had the long hair. Cut it off? No, I cut it off. I didn't. Whatever. Want it. I hate it's Sam's it. fault. I'm never. I'm never no. giving. I'm never she, letting you take the blame for it. She was the reason it stayed longer. I wanted to cut it forever, and she was like, "No, you can't cut it because I've only oh, known you, know you with what? long hair." Sam's my favorite mock. Then that's fine. Anyway, <laughs> that's 
I mean, that's fine with me too. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I became friends with those guys, and they eventually asked me to like fill in for stuff because they never knew when Steve was going to be home because yeah. he was obviously joined a full time touring band. Correct. And the first run we did, which I think was around the release of Cold Truth. Mm-hmm. Um, they just asked me, they're like, hey, we want you to be in the band. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. So I was in both bands for a while. That's sick. I ended, That's up, sick. Moving, I ended up moving to Syracuse. And then stuff with Alice just kind of fizzled out, and I ended up quitting mostly oh, because. Uh, what, so what was the town you went to high school in? What was it called again? The town? Oh, uh, so I lived in Dexter, and I went to a high school called General Brown. But it, the city is called Watertown. That was. And how, like, where is that in relation to like Syracuse and Utica and everything North. else? And, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, like I, yeah, like seriously, it's twenty minutes from the Canadian border. Oh, like, so if, you're you're a wild or fifteen, basically. Yeah, eh, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I wasn't born there, but I grew I up mean, there. Is it? Are we ever really born a wildling, Sean? You know what I mean? Like, okay, sorry. <laughs> that, that'll be a whole other Game of Thrones discussion for a whole other time. <laughs> I don't want to open yeah, that that's a deep, right now. That's a deep hole. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, yeah um, I, don't, I don't think I want to go down that hole. It's hard. After the, I finished that show, I left a deep void in my life. So I, I mean, nothing about it. It didn't leave a deep void. Well, I, I binged it after it happened. Oh, so I, I mean, I mean, binged the whole thing. I mean, I knew, I mean, like, listen, I know everyone's like, can you see this? Can you see that? Like, she's my girl. But like, she was. She was the daughter of an, of the Mad King. Like she was gonna go crazy eventually. If you didn't see that coming in like the third season, you have nothing to complain about. Anyways, that's just I'm I probably just lost like twelve subscribers from saying that out loud. But uh, probably not. but yeah, I've been again. Well, yeah, then again, who fucking cares? Uh, continue. Yeah, sorry, sorry, we got we got a little off subject. I'm used to getting off subject. If you've ever listened to my podcast, it's, well, it gets very you and me, we can, you and me could we could do this for fucking eight hours. It's true. It's very true. So I joined the band. Um, we had some issues with the original singer. We ended up kicking him out. Um, then we got a new singer. He was actually the dude who booked the OG Hellfests in the early 2000s. And he sang and founded Hanging and Architect, all that oh, shit. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's some cred. And dude. then, he, yeah, he did the two EPs that I like mainly wrote. And it, or, or had had because cold cold truth uh, it was out when I joined so I had no you know I didn't okay, do yeah. anything to contribute to that album at all um, and then so we put out new music and we started kind of touring and everything and uh, started getting on bigger fests and everything we put out uh, Cold War Army which we we talked about which is the record that kind of at least in the New York area people started really taking attention to us and. Yeah. When we play, when we play as a local on bigger tours, like everyone would, the bands would come up and talk to us and all that shit, whatever. And now, was that the record you put out the Juggalo shirt on, or was the Juggalo shirt the next record? Oh, uh, well, that was it. Ended up being our last record. Uh, I was oh, working okay. on a full length, um, but as I was working on the full length, I realized that the band was gonna wasn't gonna go anywhere because half the band wanted to, or half the band said they wanted to tour or wouldn't commit to touring because pretty much throughout anytime we did runs or touring we'd always have fill-ins one of the last runs we did was around southeast beast fest in florida Mm -hmm. and it was the singer and i and three fill-ins insane oh (laughs) 
Yeah. Well, one of the guys, one of the guys had a kid, so he kind of took a step back, and we had like a fill in for whatever shows because yeah. it's understandable. He had he had to take care of family stuff, which. Yeah. But the other two dudes could never because of their job. I mean, I had a, I had a full time job too, but they were cool with letting me take time off, or I just used vacation, or I just used vacation time. Yeah, like my yeah. vacations were tour, were touring, and. Um, so it, I realized the band wasn't gonna, you know, work out. So we ended up we planned like a breakup thing, and we're like, hey, we're gonna end it in the last show. Try to play some some cool shows and fest on the way out, and we did. It was cool, and the, the last show was incredible. Um, and on the night of the last show, I got a text from Rob from Lionheart asking me to fill in for them in Europe that winter. So I did that. I toured with Lionheart for a month in Europe, which was which was amazing, but it was a yeah. long fucking longest tour I ever did. Yeah. Rob's, so it was, Rob, it was, Rob's the homie. I know you and I have had yes. many conversations about this. Yes, of course. Um, and I got, I got close with the desolated dudes and, and cam who we both know. And um, I mean, obviously I still talk to Rob cause I've been helping with Lionheart stuff in the, the booking front. Yeah. But as, as Ghost was kind of on the way out. nearing, yeah. Like nearing the final show. A bunch of like local bands or New York area bands were like, "Hey, you know, you did a really good job with Ghost Ship. Would you want to help my band out?" And I was just like, "I mean, I could try. I don't really know what I'm doing, but sure." Yeah. And at first, I was quote unquote managing bands, and what that, I did wasn't really. Sucks. We all know. <laughs> no, it's just I didn't really know what I was doing. Yeah. I, and that, even looking back at it, I wouldn't say I was managing them. I mostly just helped with making them look presentable. Like I did all their graphics for song releases or album releases. I did help a couple bands get like signed to small labels or whatever. So it was like a little bit of what a manager does, but not, not the full spectrum. And yeah. it kind of just ended up me booking their tours anyway. So it was just me hitting up contacts. I met through doing ghost ship. Cause I booked all the ghost ship shows anyway. Yeah. 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 And it just kind of snowballed. And then I ended up starting the Arkham Agency, which was just, you know, it was me and a bunch of random dudes. And shortly after that started and people saw that I was just like grinding out tours. I went to gra I went to Graphic Nature, um, which isn't well, it is a thing, but the booking aspect and management aspect. Because it, it used to be Will Putney and recordings. Yeah, it was Will Putney's recording studio management which tom from stray was on and jesse from stick to your guns and then booking which was, it was like me travis porter james vitalo and then tanner westermeyer was there for a short stint after i got there and then he left for artery the tanner the short, yes the tanner the infamous tanner the, love, love the infamous. yeah love so that. tanner if you watch this too. which i know you which i know you won't, you won't i was literally roasting you today like that, that whole Shapiro in group chat was literally me trolling you to get you riled up, Tanner. I love you. I know you'll never watch this, so I do not care. <laughs> yeah, so it was us four, and then eventually Travis Porter left and kind of went his way. I mean, he did he did stuff solo for a little bit after, and then kind of worked his way out of booking, and then and then I eventually I left to go to Artery too her conversations with Tanner and everything. And then that led me to going over to artery. And then after two years of artery, I decided to go to continental, but that's really the short version, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And then, you know, 
you did kind of explain why you how you got into graphic design and you stuck with it so that's rad um yeah know. so like i didn't become fully self-employed until two years ago i was i was doing booking and freelance design after i worked a nine to five so i worked a nine to five it was mostly all design stuff the whole <laughs> 10 years or about 10 years it was like yeah, eight yeah, years. yeah um the whole time so i was very used to the nine to five grind and mm. i kind of always did freelance stuff but it just kept getting more and more and especially when i started booking because you know you meet managers you meet more bands you meet other agents they're like oh you yeah. do design stuff well here i'll bring stuff yeah, to you and i'm like okay cool trickles yeah yeah and that that's what helped me lead to go fully self-employed was the combination of the two for sure sure. but yeah that's i I went to school for it and i always loved it and then i worked professionally in it for forever and kind of just you know kept doing the band stuff on the side cool until it actually became my my thing and like would you say you know some people a lot of people say a lot of different things about music you obviously love what you do like is there yeah is there like a defining moment in your life where you're like i'm in like this is what i'm this is what i'm doing like whether it was playing or, you know, you obviously made the switch to stick around in the industry, which is like, yeah. sometimes that can be a hard decision for someone that's like in a band. And then like, you know, you were in a band that stopped being a band. So sometimes that leaves people mm-hmm. with this like negative taste in their mouth where they're like, I'm going to go be a barber or a tattoo artist. I'm going to do with right. absolutely nothing that has to do with music. But, you know, you still stuck around and did the whole, the whole thing, you know? Yeah. It's kind of weird. Uh, it, it's almost like I can't, picture um music not in my life you know it's been ever since i was a teenager and before i was a teen i mean even before that my parents raised me on like classic rock and stuff like slash and the foo fighters are the reason i wanted to play guitar so you know um but yeah it's it's weird that you say that sometimes it leaves a sour taste in your mouth because the band breaking up did it like fucked me up pretty bad um because i it was that was my life at the time like i didn't have any i mean i dated girls during it but they all ended shitty and whatever and yeah um it was like my my love was the band and i wanted nothing more than to just tour and be a full-time band but it didn't work out and i mean i still did a ton of shit that i never thought i would ever do in my life playing music so because a lot of people are like yo do you miss it and i'm like no i was like I did a bunch of cool fucking shit that I never thought I would do. So I was like, I'm good with it. And the, the transition was almost seamless and I I never expected it to happen. It just kind of did. And and stuff just kept progressing. You know, I never thought I would be working for the agencies I've, I've worked for or the one I am working for. Um, I never, you know, I never thought I'd be working with the bands or the managers or any, any of that stuff. I never thought I would, ever get to that level i was just a dude just trying to help out my friends and it kind of yeah. just escalated you know um yeah. so yeah it's it, it's weird it it in helping bands almost is a little more fulfilling than the band was to me it's but it's two very different things at the same time yeah. like the 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 vibe ghost ship gave off live was very awesome and the only reason i i said yes to frank with the world we knew is because i know he's gone well not now but he's usually gone most of the year touring yeah and it was a very low commitment thing yeah, i mean it still like is because obviously we keep, commitment. 
No, it's like maybe we'll put out some new music. We'll play a couple shows a year. There'll be cool shows. So, you know, the the reunion shows were sick, or the yeah. comeback shows, or whatever, whatever you want yeah, to call yeah. them, anniversary shows. Yeah. They were awesome. They were super cool. Yeah. It was it was cool to be back on stage because it was like four years at that point since I've even touched an instrument. Oh, so, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, as soon as I got back from Europe, I sold all my gear and didn't play music until I started practicing for the world of new shows pretty much. So yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of weird. It kind of just happened naturally without yeah. it being forced or me even thinking about it. It just okay. kind of happened. And it's weird. Cause I, you know, obviously this whole thing has put a damper on the music industry and, you know, people are having to having to transition and do new things and figure out, a different way to supplement for the income we're going to lose for the rest of the year, seemingly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I can never see it not being a part of my life, even if it's at a smaller capacity or, I mean, right. obviously I'm still going to go to shows. Sam and I met at a show fucking 14 years ago or something now. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's like the, going to shows has given me everything in my life, basically. Awesome. Yeah, no, I feel it. I feel it. Um, well, that would normally be a great segue point because you said of surviving now, but I actually have a question that you don't know I'm okay. going to ask you. And I, think, I don't know any of these questions you're I asking me. So. Fair, fair. But like, you know, I think the next question, I was going to ask it to a different guest I was, I'm planning on having later, but I'm going to ask you because I think okay. if, if you're the best person that you and I can like discuss it together. Um, Okay. Well, so, so you're a continental now, you know what I mean? Yep. Um, which, you know, you, you bit briefly touched on that, you know, when your contract was up at Artery, you know, you know, I know the backstory a little bit, like, you know, your contract ran out, you're really close with Dan Defonts, who works over there. He told his bosses, et cetera, you're there now. And like, so that's kind of what I want to build on with this question is like, you know, I'm big, people see, you know, sometimes they think I'm just saying shit to say shit or look important but like i'm big on like build your team and stick with this and blah 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 blah, blah. you know and then on the flip side people always hear all this negative shit about the music industry and say all this dumb stuff like i think that we have like a small group of people and there's we're not the only small group like this but like uh, you know especially like i'm primarily a promoter i do some of the artist management you know you're an agent, Dan's another agent. Originally, you guys were at competing agencies. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's, I don't want to say it's like unique because that, that makes me feel egotistical, but like we have a pretty, pretty rare situation where like, it's not just, and it's not just like me and Dan or you and Dan or me and you, you know, like we have like a small group of people from all the different corners of the music industry and we've all become I mean, best friends might be a, a large word to use, but like for them, like, you know, we have the, the different parts of the group aren't all best friends, but like, you know, you and Dan are two of my best friends. And like, yeah. how do you think taking the time to, to actually trust and learn to grow with people and put money aside and like become a friendly person and like actually like vex some of these interests more than on the business level? Like, I mean, like, how do you think that's helped you grow? I, to me, it's it's been everything because the the relationships I've built in the mi music industry. I mean, you saying best friends is is I mean, pretty much everyone. I went. I mean, they're all close friends. It's like I consider 
most of the people I've met in the music industry who I talk to on a daily basis, like like a family to me for sure. Yeah. You know, they've all been there for Sam and I through some of the trying times we've had the past couple of years and everything, which is yeah. the most appreciated thing in the world. We have a crazy backbone of friends and like I said, people we consider family. Yeah. And but that's been that's been the biggest thing. And I think it's what's helped me get to the place I'm at. Not like I'm some big agent at all or anything, but it's You're doing a great job. You know, You're doing a great job though. It's like I'm always straightforward and I'm always honest and I just try to work as hard as I can. And it's it's all based on the relationships you build, either with with a band, with promoters, with its managers, other agents. Because even if you're at competing agencies, it, it's important to make friendships and relationships with other agencies, obviously, which I've done. Yeah. And it's it's people ask me they're like yo how'd you get to like smaller agents or whatever they're like you know how did you end up getting the band you get or how did you end up getting support tours or working with the people you work with and it's like it's all about relationships it's all about networking and you know obviously you've seen over the last few years i've been going out to fest across the country like i stayed out in la for a week and a half last year and shit like that just to show my face to people and be like, yo, like I am for real about this. Like, this is what I want to do and I want to get to know you more and everything like that. It's like, that is the most important thing in the music industry. A thousand percent. Even the same with bands, you know, a tour comes into town, go fucking see the band, go hang out with the bands, try and get close to them. Don't be a punisher, but try to build a legit relationship, you know? Yes, I did have an episode where I explained what a Punisher is for anybody watching that does not understand what Sean just said. That's entertaining. You can go back. It's like one of my first episodes. It's just titled Frank Castle, which is the Punisher's real name. Um, yes. It's my favorite gift to send when someone's being a Punisher. I just send a oh, Frank Castle good. gift. I didn't even think about that. I'm going I'm to put that little trick in my memory bank. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a wonderful way to phrase it. You know, a lot of people, it's always like, don't trust anybody. And it's like, so many people think that, that it's like such a convoluted business where it's like just about money. And there are there are people that exist like that in what we do. You know what I mean? There are yeah. people where it's like money, 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 money. But like, you know, I think, you know, we've been blessed that we've been able to like put that aside, you know? And mm-hmm. like, you and I are still friends. We, we've had our disagreements about shit whether it's monetary, whether it's Dan's direction, whether it's, you know, I know the promoter Joel sucks to deal with, you know, I'm completely aware of that. You know what I mean? Like, but I still make sure your bands have the best shows possible. You know what I mean? Or at least yeah. I like to think I do, you know, like bands don't complain. It's just the the business portion that that sometimes makes me hard to deal with. And I know that I, I can admit my own flaws, you know, that it's like, I love like, you know, your and my relationship especially that's like oh it's three in the morning and i just found saw like the most hilarious thing or like oh this nerd this wrestling thing is freaking me if I'm out, or whatever and i send it to you right away like boom and you're, it's just like even if you don't respond then you, when you get up you text me back and it's like you know and then yeah. we can just flip the switch and just talk business and then go right back and it's fine and i love that mm-hmm. you know like oh, yeah. i think that's a lot great. of my success in the last couple of years i've learned to be a different person and i've learned to be a better business person, but that's because I'm, I've become good friends with people I do business with. So like, I've learned how to be able to like differentiate the two when I need to the most, because for the long time I was like, I just fucking like metalcore and I like the party. Like that was literally my thing. Like, and everybody knew, like, I'm, I'm just trying to party. Like that was like the joke line that I would always like throw at people, you know what right. I mean? 
And so obviously not really do, obviously, you know, I've, I've calmed down a little bit with that. It's a far trip to Texas. We don't talk about that. Um, you know what I mean? So yeah, <laughs> I kind of like hit you with that because like, I think it is important. Like a lot of people look at this, like, you know, Oh, make the jump. If you feel you need to like always do what's best for you. Always watch out for yourself. But it's like, there can be a payoff from people being, being friendly for to sure. each other. And like, sometimes you let the lines get a little, little blurry if you need, you know, yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well, thank you, Sean, and thanks for being in my life. Um, uh, you know, we're already we're already pretty heavily into the or so category of this uh, interview. So the main thing I, I brought you on to talk about was like your show, bro. So like you know, you said a lot of people are switching gears and finding new ways to mm -hmm. be productive or make money or both. You know, like I don't make any money from this. Just like I know you don't really make any money from the podcast, but we're being productive. We're not going crazy. You know, it's it's something we're enjoying doing. It's like a new outlet and it's fun. You know, we have I have a couple of friends that are doing Twitch streaming and all mm -hmm. that. You know, one of our friends is it, you know, just started trying to do that pretty heavily yesterday. You know, mm -hmm. um, and that's rad. Like I love it. I love it. Um, but you are doing Metal Core Nerds. Um, I know you didn't bring it up. You are working at a local comic book shop where you were before the pandemic, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because yeah. sometimes you need a break from the music industry, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I have this job at the pet shop that I've mentioned a few times on this. So, like, um, hit me with the metal core nerds thing. Like, what are you about? How'd you come up with the idea? How'd you decide you wanted to start doing that? Like, like, cool. Let, let the people quick, know, Sean. Quick plug on that comic book shop. So, I joined it as a. I started working there almost as a joke. They had it's two brothers who run it, and they pretty much work every shift. So are every they, fucking day. Are they good brothers? They are good brothers. Okay, I had to do it. You and they had a they had help, but he went to college, so he was there. And I would go there and buy comics, and they have an awesome selection of pops and stuff too. And I was just friends with the guy, so I just go in and chat with them about whatever. And one day they're like, "Oh yeah, we kind of need a part time guy, but we don't know who the fuck to you know. We don't want to hire some random person." And then Sam made a joke, being like, "Oh, just have Sean work here." And then, like two days later, the owner was like, "Hey, can Sean really work here?" And then I, I did. So I'd work there like a couple times a week. It's barely working, you know. It's me organizing comics and pops, and then talking comics with people. It's not. Yeah, you're talking. It's just not being a nerd. It's you're not, literally just yeah. getting paid to be a nerd. Like it's tight. Yeah. Exactly. I was. I would hardly consider it working, but they are closed right now. And before they closed, they had um, issues with their Diamond account, which is Diamond is the distributor for comic books. So yep. they're not even able to do curbside pickups or anything like that because they don't, their account was all fucked up and diamond wasn't shipping for a while, but now they are whatever, but they have a GoFundMe set up. It's called fourth wall comics and collectibles. You can look them up on Facebook or whatever, and then find the link for the GoFundMe. If you can spare a few dollars, help them out. Awesome. I might be, this is in preliminary stages of, in my brain, but I'm thinking about putting out merch and having proceeds of one of the shirts go to help them because they're amazing dudes and it's such a sick shop and I would hate to see them fall because of this. But yes, yeah. Metalcore Nerds. I love podcasts. I love nerd stuff, whether it's comic books themselves or comic book movies. As most people know, I'm insanely obsessed with the MCU. I know way too much knowledge about it than one person probably should. 
Uh, um, I mean, you're a very useful resource, brother. Like, I'm not upset. Like, I am like an encyclopedia for the MCU. It's fucked yeah. up. <laughs> um, but as soon as it started, Sam was like, oh, I think I'm going to uh, Twitch or like, you know, start streaming on Twitch. She was playing Animal Crossing and stuff for a while. And I was like, oh, I've always thought about doing a podcast, but I didn't know. I didn't have, I just didn't want, because there's so many podcasts that are just talking about the music news or like the movie news and stuff like that. And I didn't want to just do that because it's not like I have some crazy following or whatever. So like me talking about news is kind of whatever. So one day I just thought about, I was like, oh, I can have my friends on from the music industry or whatever from bands yeah. and we can talk about a certain topic, keep it generalized and keep it something different, interesting. And obviously, like you said, I had you on one of the first three episodes. I dropped the first three at the same time. And now we're at, I just dropped episode 13 on Thursday. New episodes come every Monday and Thursday on all podcast platforms available. Dropped episode 13? Yes. That's funny because you are episode 14. Look at that. Yeah, it, it, it was something to kind of, you know, take something I, I really love and have a passion for other than music. And because I know a lot of my friends in bands or, you know, you who are a promoter and manager or other agents and just talk about something nerd related for an hour or longer. Yeah. And, you know, people have been listening and the response has been insane. I also started a secret Facebook group facebook group for it where you post articles in it and stuff you can find on facebook and join as long as you're not spamming with dumb shit i'll let you come in i don't care oh yeah i mean if it's like someone who i know and they're not just like fully spamming their shit like yeah. i mean i made it as a group to spam my shit so obviously people can spam their, their stuff i just don't want people who no one knows who they are coming in and start spamming their stuff it happened the no, other day I and i don't I deleted them because it was just like, if you're going to come and join this group and just spam your stuff without trying to, because I'm trying to build a community with it. So that's, that's the I, main I think, point. I you know? think in that, that group, I know it's on Facebook, so it's not real life, but like, I don't think you deleted them. I think you put on Doomsayer and you spin kicked them in the fucking face. I think that's what happened. And then they were just yes. magically gone. Poof. Gone. Boom. The Done. power of Josta compels you. That's all I have to say. Yes. But yeah, it, it, it's mainly just been something as, because what comic book movies and comic books and, and nerd culture as a whole kind of was a distraction for me in a, a tough period in my life. And that's when I really got like super obsessed with it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just something, you know, someone, everyone can take a few hours out of their week and listen to something and hopefully, you know, enjoy listening to it and have a few laughs with it and be a distraction for them because yeah. obviously what's going on is hard for everyone in, in, in one way, shape or form. It doesn't matter what you're doing or whatever. So, you know, and it's a different outlet for me to stay creative and stay busy and, yeah. you know, sort of contribute to the world, I guess, yeah. <laughs> or yeah, try, I, I, I don't know. You know, my last couple of guests, we've all talked about it. I said it myself, like we all have more free time right now than we want. And like, <sighs> you know, regardless of where you sit on the political spectrum, the doctors are saying, even if shit's reopening, still be safe and so you know you still should limit what you're doing. So you're still going to have free time, even if you, you know, are an extremist and don't think this is real, or if you're too extreme and think this is too real, you still have plenty of time. So it doesn't matter 
what side of the political spectrum you sit on, it, you, you have the extra time. So it's like that's why I'm doing this. You know, like you and I have discussed, and you've been you've been you've been with me every step of the way with this little yeah. pop, or this little vlog thing I'm doing because it's like I have the idea. You were one of my biggest encouragers, and they're like, Joel, you should you should fucking do it. You should try it. Yeah, of course. So that well, dude, you know what? That's awesome. Um, I love it. You know, I am a couple episodes behind on your podcast. I will fully admit that. I am very sorry. But I am still working full time. You know that. So, you know, uh, my time is unfortunately a little more limited than I would like it to be until next week when the dog store closes down. Um, (laughs) Anyways, so yeah, Sean, you're doing that. It's wonderful. Uh, Thank you for being my guest. Um, Everybody, you should definitely check out the Metalcore Nerds podcast. You should also hit up Sean if you need graphic design work keep him making some uh some of that that guap that feria that fucking moolah um sean, cheese. sean where can people find the nerds tell them right now hit them with it uh facebook twitter instagram is at all at metalcore nerds you can find on spotify youtube apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, anywhere you can find podcasts if you have an iphone subscribe an apple podcast definitely rate and review that helps new people find it if not, you know, subscribe on YouTube. That one gets the least play of all of them because it's just, it's basically just a simple graphic and audio. So, yeah. But, yeah. you know, you can follow on Spotify, whatever, whatever way you listen to podcasts on, just hit the follow button or whatever it takes to download that every week. And that would be the biggest help to helping it grow and hopefully become something where um, maybe I can make it a bigger thing or make money off it or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Either way, it's supporting your passion, and we're all. Yeah, it, if anyone else is a creative watching this, hopefully they're supporting what I'm trying to do with my life and what you're trying to do. Because we're all, you know, that's the best way to get by is all creating stuff that we want and supporting the other people doing it. Because if we're not supporting each other and trying to survive this fucking Corona nonsense mm-hmm. together as a unit, what's the point? You know, like exactly. And it, it, exactly, I've said it a few times now, but that's a big thing is community and being together. And, you know, that's you're not going to get through this stuff alone. You know, it's hard to get through anything in life alone. So it's good to have whether it's a friend or a significant other or whatever, you know, yeah. a, a group you start on Facebook talking about nerd shit. Like, it's important to have that. So trying to add to it a little bit, I guess. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Well, Sean, you have been an incredible guest. Thank you. It's Thank nice. You. I learned some stuff about. You. I mean, you and I talk every day, and I learned shit about you today. And like, that's cool. I, I I love that. Like, you know, even if nobody else likes this episode, which if they don't, they can go fuck off. Like, I learned stuff about you, and I had fun having you on. You know what I mean? So, um, Sean, thanks for being on. Everybody, if you like Sean, um, if you think he's handsome, he is. He is definitely spoken for. You can still follow him on the internet, uh, Sean X Mott on twitter and instagram across the board yeah, yeah just sean mod on facebook of course I think so, yeah. real names and all that crap um this has been another episode of dual cupcake unedited you have gotten to know a little bit of sean mott unedited i'm gonna just sit here and do the finger guns and tell you to fucking subscribe to my channel if you have subscribed to my channel sean's channel is on youtube you should check it out the episodes are entertaining um we do have a star wars episode that I was on with Matt Fox from Shia Um it's That fun was really one. fun. Um, so, yeah, this has been another episode with me, your boy. I'm signing off. Sean's signing off. Uh, we probably got to go both go take care of our corgis. Um, 
yeah, thanks everybody for checking it out. And Sean, you have been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Love you, buddy. Love you too.